TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the Executive Director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Good morning, and welcome once again to Radio 81 WEDO 1550 WZUM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh, WMCK.FM, the new sound of the Mon Valley, and TubeCityOnline.com. I want to apologize before I introduce our guests. This is an interview, uh, a show that I really did not uh, want to do. Um, last uh, Thursday, uh, I went down as I have done most days since uh, I was probably 15 or 16 years old, and I bought my McKeesport Daily News, and it was the last time I will do that. Uh, on December 31st, the McKeesport Daily News closed after 131 years, the same day the Valley Independent down in Manesson closed uh, after more than 100 years. Two deep losses that I think are still being felt and understood uh, in our listening areas. Our guests this morning are Carol uh, Waterloo Frazier. I said it anyways, Carol. I was just going to call you Carol Frazier, but um, it's ingrained in my brain. Good morning, Carol. Good morning. How are you? Good. Carol was at the Daily News for 32 years, and uh, what was your title when you left the paper, Carol? Um, I was an editor and a writer. Okay. And Terry Pollack, who did layouts, sold advertising, and uh, worked on the classified section of the Daily News. Uh, Good morning, Terry. Good morning. Carol, let's start with you, because a lot of people saw you on the Internet. There was a video that was done by the uh, Trib Total Media, which was the owners of the Daily News, in in which you described some of the role of the newspaper. So I'll ask you first, uh, what kind of reaction have you gotten to that little five-minute video, which I saw everywhere on Facebook? The reaction I got was very positive. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people were kind of upset because I made them cry, which I kind of felt bad about that. But um, the the response was good. It just, I think, brought back a lot of memories for a lot of people. Uh, At one point in in the video, I mentioned something about the circulation a year after the paper started mm-hmm. uh, being about 2000. And yeah. I've, I just found that very interesting because so many people at that time in McKeesport uh, were a lot of different nationalities. And a lot of them probably didn't speak English and probably didn't read English. And I had uh, one comment, um, somebody I went to high school with actually, uh, she said that when she saw that, she remembered a story that her mother had told her. Uh, her parents lived in McKeesport. And I guess they must have had borders. And okay. they said, she's, uh, my, my friend told me that when, she, when her mother would get home from, from school, the one border would be sitting on the porch holding the paper, wanting her to read the paper to him. Huh. Yeah, so it's like, wow. You know, that, and that was, I never thought about the fact that it would stir memories like that. But it kind of made me feel good that people were thinking back to happier times. You know, yeah. the paper was there, and it was such a part of their life. I've been telling several people this story. I told someone this this morning that um, I learned to read at uh, two and a half, three years old or so, reading the comic strips, sounding out the comic strips in the Daily News. And I can still pretty much recite from memory from top to bottom what the comic strips were in the Daily News when I was a kid. So it's, it's been with me for that long. Terry, did you grow up in the area? I did. You've been working for the paper for about two years. Did you? Where did you work before that? Um, I worked for Competing and Cooling for a while. Okay. And previous to that, I was a manager for a food service um, at the University of Pittsburgh. H- had you ever worked in, in for a newspaper before? No, I hadn't. And I really didn't realize how much work goes into producing a newspaper mm-hmm. um, until I actually got there and started being the one that, you know, assigned the pages and 
figured out how big the paper was going to be and um yeah, it was it was interesting. Yeah, the, the the work sort of constantly changes, or it did. And I don't want to dwell on the bad times because I want to ask um, you both and, and Carol, especially so you were there for so long, um, some some of your favorite stories from from working at the paper. But I, I think we're all um, the person I was talking to about this this morning um, said it sounded like almost a death in the family. It was like I was in grief. And I said, well, yeah. I talked to someone who has an office downtown, McKeesport, and is about a block away from the paper. And they told me Monday that it really hit them when they realized they couldn't hear the chimes on the clock. But they said, wow, that like really hit home that they didn't hear the clock chiming. Carol, um, you, you told me off the air that it hasn't quite hit for you yet. No, it hasn't. Um, this first week, it almost feels like I just have a vacation week. Yeah. Um, so this week, I, I think it's still kind of surreal that it really hasn't sunk in. But I think by next week, it's going to really, reality is going to hit in, and it's going to be like, oh, my goodness, the paper really is closed. I really don't have a job. Oh, my. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's really, we at, at Tube City Online, which is a part of the Tube City Community Media, which does this podcast, you know, we launched an obituary website January 1st because we had people telling us, how are we going to know who got married, who died, who got arrested, who, you know, all these little things that you take for granted that now... Where 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 are they? What are they doing? It, Carol, in, in the video that you did on the for the Tribune Review, and we'll put a link to that on our website um, for fo- those who haven't seen it. But it's, apparently, it's one of the top videos on the Tribune Review's website right now. Um, it, it, you talked about the fact that you know it sort of was a continuing chronicle of of local life. It really was. People, it was a community paper, and like you, you had touched on the fact that it was like mourning the death of a family member. Yeah. Um, the people that worked there, we were like a family. But I think we were like a family to everybody out in that community that would, you know, every day they had to have their paper. And a lot of things I'm hearing now where people were saying, you know, it's just weird that my paper is not, you know, on my driveway or on my porch. And I don't have any, I don't have a paper to, to read while I'm drinking my coffee. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it, it's a huge void. And people aren't going to have the, you know, the opportunity to see who's getting married or who's engaged or who died. I'm, I'm also hearing a lot of people concerned about that, you know, like, how am I going to know if, you know, if my friends die? Yeah. You know, it, I'm not going to have that ability anymore. Um, so, yeah, it's, there's going to be a huge void in the community, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. I don't think, I don't think the impact has really hit yet. Carol Frazier and Terry Pollack are our guests this morning on uh, Two Rivers 30 Minutes. Carol is a former editor and writer for the McKeesport Daily News, and Terry Pollack uh, worked in the layout department, laid out pages, and sold and uh, scheduled classified advertising for the Daily News. Uh, As you probably know at this point, uh, the Daily News uh, closed on December 31st after 131 years. Also closed at the same time was the Manesson Valley Independent. I'll pose this question to Terry because you you handled classified advertising. I, I saw a lot of the TV reporters uh, talking about, you know, the McKeesport paper and the McKeesport this and the McKeesport that. But, Terry, I, I have to think from the classified section, you saw this was not just a McKeesport paper. It was also the Duquesne paper and the Clareton paper and the Glassport paper and the West Mifflin paper. Is that true? Right. It, it covers several different areas. And us within the paper sold to the, the Penny Saver or we could sell into the Manesson paper. Mm-hmm. We could sell into all those different things. But like Carol was saying about people wanting to see obituaries and everything. Like, there's so many older people in the area that they have no interest in going online to nope. read a newspaper or to try to figure out 
who locally passed away. We do the show and we send it, you know, magically over the internet to the different radio stations and then we play it over the internet for people to download. Yeah, that it is missing a whole group of people who are maybe, I don't want to stereotype, but probably 60 and older who don't really want to go on the internet. And then again, it's also missing a whole group of people who maybe don't have good internet connections, but for 75 cents... You had all the news there, and it was completely portable, and even if the power went out, you could store it. <laughs> right, and there's so many people that would come in and put memoriams in the yeah. paper to honor their loved ones that had passed away and to, to keep their memory alive. And like Carol was saying, like it, it basically became a family. Like Even though I didn't meet a lot of the people, like some of the people that would come in to place a memoriam, they'd start telling you like how they passed away or what yeah. had happened, and you'd find yourself like hugging them and crying right there with them. Like you knew them. So it, it did feel like a family. We have to take a, a quick 60-second break. Our guests this morning are Terry Pollack, uh, formerly of the McKeesport Daily News, and Carol Fraser, also formerly of the Daily News. We're talking about the closure of the paper and the impact that it's having on people in the community. And also, uh, when we come back, I want to ask you about some favorite stories and some favorite, maybe some favorite people. Um, Carol, I have a couple in particular I want to ask you about, okay? Sure. You're listening to Radio 81 WEDO 1550 WZUM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh, WMCK.FM, and Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation. Since 1976, the foundation has addressed key concerns that affect our good health, as well as our education, social needs, recreation, safety, and security. The foundation partners with UPMC McKeesport and other agencies to eliminate barriers to all services for all residents of the Mon Valley. Visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email tubecitytiger at gmail.com. And we're back here on Radio 81, WEDO, 1550, WZUM, WMCK.FM, and com. We're talking about the closure of the McKeesport Daily News and also uh, not to leave out our friends uh, down in Manesson at the Valley Independent. Both newspapers were owned by Trib Total Media and they closed uh, December 31st, printed their last editions. Uh, before we took the break, Carol, I mentioned that I wanted to ask uh, both of you to tell me some, some maybe some favorite moments or favorite stories from working at the paper or maybe most memorable. Favorite might not always be the word, but uh, Carol in particular, I want to ask you about um, a couple of characters who I, I know you cross paths with two of them and, and, and maybe a couple others. I, I want to ask you first about uh, Eleanor Kratzer, uh, who was a longtime uh, society columnist and editor and um, I don't know if it's the word raconteur, is that the right word? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, just describe Eleanor Kratzer uh, to us. She passed away a number of years ago now. I actually had the pleasure of working with her for quite a few years. She was a very unique person, and I say that with the utmost of respect. Mm -hmm. um, it, would be, it would be nothing for her to, to work oh, 24, 36 hours straight through. She might take a nap somewhere in the building, but uh, she, was, she was phenomenal. Um, she could go to, to different uh, society-type functions and report every little detail that happened and just jot down a couple notes on a napkin. <laughs> it, was, it was phenomenal what she would do. Um, one of the things that I really remember about her, she always wore these spike-heeled shoes. And she was an 
older woman. It didn't matter if it was 90 degrees out or if it was 20 below with three feet of snow in the she ground. She was dressed to the nines. She had spikes. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. Um, she was just a wonderful person. You always knew, no matter what the situation, you always knew what, where she stood on something. Um, <laughs> you may not always like what she would say, but at least you knew, knew where she was coming from. Um, she was just a wonderful woman. And she had a great sense of humor, which I don't know if a lot of people maybe realize that or not, but... She was, she was a great person. She really was, and definitely a one-of-a-kind person. She was, yeah, she was, she, she was deeply missed after she passed away. You mentioned her sometimes sleeping at the paper. A couple of the photographers from the Daily News, uh, John Barna and Art Zielinski, told me stories about how um, it, it, the, that she would sometimes sleep on the couch in, in the photography lab. They learned, first of all, to, to, to shout and say something first before they came in in the morning in case Eleanor was sleeping back there. But second, it took them a while to get used to not having her there hanging out in the photography lab and in John's case he was convinced that she was her spirit was still lingering on that she was that he heard her talking sometimes in the lab Mm -hmm. yeah I can (laughs) I can definitely understand that um and there would be times she would fall asleep at her desk and if I would be the first one in the the, in the newsroom in the morning you know you'd walk in and she's sleeping on like with her head down on her desk Uh and it's like okay is she sleeping or did something else happen? You know, it was always like a little bit of that you know, uncertainty of, you know, whatever. And so you'd start kind of like making noises, and then all of a sudden she'd wake up, and it's like, oh, good, okay, you were just sleeping. <laughs> you know, it was, she was just so wonderful, and she really worked there just about up until the time she passed, which was just phenomenal. Uh-huh. I actually remember her. Okay. Um, my parents were – I played softball forever since I was eight years old, and my parents were coaches, and I remember – like inviting her to the banquets and she would come to the banquets and write little notes and everything and then write these wonderful articles about, you know, what was going on in the community. So I actually, I actually knew her also. But you knew her before I, you came to work for the paper. It's just real, yeah, I was just young, like a little girl at the time. Uh, our guests this morning are Terry Pollack and Carol Frazier. Uh, I mean this kindly. I mean this as a joke. They're both unemployed right now, <laughs> just laid off from the uh, McKeesport Daily News. Uh, we were talking about Eleanor Kratzer, who was a, a legendary uh, society and lifestyles uh, writer for the uh, McKeesport Daily News. Carol, I want to ask you about my um, late friend Elmer Brewer as well, who was a photographer for the Daily News for, I think, 56 years or something like that? Yeah, a long time. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, tell us what Elmer was like, because uh, we, we were swapping uh, uh, last week a couple of us on Facebook Elmer Brewer stories. Okay, uh, He was kind of like Eleanor. He was a very unique person, very wonderful person. He's somebody that would do anything for you. Um, he, he Extremely was a- smart and hardworking, but you had to get past the fact that Elmer was very talkative. I was just about to say, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could, he definitely would talk your ear off um, numerous times, countless times. I would be um, like riding in the car with him, going to an assignment, and it's like he, from the time you got in the car until you got out of the car, it was nonstop talk. <laughs> it was great because you would learn stuff. Um, then after a while, after you've been there for a few years, you kind of all of a sudden realize, hey, when he keeps repeating the same story. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them like pertained when he was in the military. Uh-huh. He was so proud of serving in the military, which I thought was really a great thing, especially looking back on it. Um, he was he was so proud of that, and that's something that you you know don't always see. Are people that were proud to, of of their service? Uh, that was one thing that really struck me about him. He had all these stories about his time in the military, and then and not just in the military, but just some of the different things he was on, like work wise and. He was he was a great character. I, I, 
I didn't know um, Eleanor, but Elmer, um, what struck me with the stories, and you're correct that he would tell the same stories, but you had to listen carefully because sometimes he th he was very widely read and he was interested in a lot of different things. So he'd throw something in there every so often that you kind of had to pay attention because you would learn something. That story we heard before, but wait a minute, pause there. Tell me again about the Scottish... Black Watch Regiment or whatever. And and what I remember, too, is you mentioned writing to assignments with him. Uh, Elmer um, and the late uh, Dink Alm, who was the illustrator, artist, graphic artist and cartoonist for the Daily News, I guess used to race uh, sports cars. And I had to explain to Elmer a few times while riding with him in the in the Daily News photography car that it was not a sports car and we might want to slow down just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he did a lot of road rallies uh -huh. or whatever. And, yeah, it was it was kind of funny. Well, I remember one time going on an assignment, and I forget what the assignment was for, um, but we more or less got lost. And I remember saying, and he was talking about his road rally days. And at one point, I remember looking over to him and saying, well, Elmer, when you were doing a road rally, didn't you have to follow the directions to the next point? <laughs> and he looked at me and said, uh, yeah, I guess we should have, like, followed the directions. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> Our guests this morning, uh, Carol Frazier and Terry Pollack uh, from the Daily News. Terry, uh, who are some memorable people that you have met? And I know you were, your time there was a little bit shorter. I don't know. Just some of the customers that would come in, you just felt like you had known them forever. Yeah. Um, but there, there are a couple of people that, you know, would email me all the time, constantly send cards. There's a woman in West Mifflin, um, Marie Grant. Okay. Um, she's heartbroken about the paper being um, gone. She, I guess she's 80... 80-something, like in her late 80s, is disappointed she doesn't get out of the house. She's sad that it's not being delivered to her anymore. But, like, this last two weeks, she would send me a card or a letter, like, every other day. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, this is horrible. Like, just these long notes about, like, you know, how much she loved the paper and she yeah. grew up and she worked across the street and she would just grab the paper and catch a streetcar and go home. And, you know, basically when I, when I started working there, I felt like I had been there for years. Yeah. Everybody was so welcoming and so helpful, like would just, you know, if I had any questions, they were right there. So it was like, instead of being there my first week, it felt like I had already been there a year. Mm. So it was kind of like a kind of knit family type atmosphere. Well, we have one more uh, 60 second break to take. Let's take that now. When we come back, um, I, I, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, both a little bit about um, that feeling of community and w what uh, led to that, what that then meant to the broader communities that the paper served, okay? Sounds good. Our guests this morning are Terry Pollack and Carol Frazier, formerly of the McKeesport Daily News. We're talking about the closure of that paper and, and also the related closure of the Manesson Valley Independent. Both papers uh, printed their last issues on December 31st. Boy, that's still hard for me to say. You're listening to Radio 81 WEDO 1550 WZUM, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation, celebrating 36 years of supporting community health programs and services for you and your family. The foundation works with UPMC McKeesport as well as through the Mon River Fleet Partnerships in Braddock, Clareton, Duquesne, and McKeesport. If you would like to make a donation to the McKeesport Hospital Foundation or find out more about it, visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. You're listening to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media, Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. 
And we're back for a final few minutes here on WEDO, WZUM, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com, talking about the closure of the McKeesport Daily News with two of the people who were there. Were you both there on the last day? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, December 31st was the last issue of the McKeesport Daily News. Before we took the break, Terry was talking about the fact that she'd only worked for the paper for a few years in uh, the advertising and layout department, but felt like she was part of a family very early on, very quickly. Carol, you were there more than 30 years. I think this was your first job out of college? It was. Yeah. In fact, I interned two summers when I was in college. So that this is that was the only job I ever knew. Yeah. I didn't know how to do anything. I still don't know how to do anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I still don't know how to do anything and, and you know, see, see where it's gotten me. So. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it really was like a family. And the really cool part was, it for me, it was definitely a family because my mother started working there in 1951. I didn't know that. Yeah, after my father was drafted and went into the, into the Army, yeah. the Korean War. Um, so she started working there in 51. Uh, and then when my dad got out of the service, she got him a job there. So that was in, like, 53, 54, whatever. What did your mom and dad do at the paper, respectively? My mother was worked on the business office, and uh, which is on the first floor. Uh-huh. I worked on the second floor in editorial, and my father worked on the third floor up in composing. And what he did was, like, basically put all the stories yeah. in the paper. Yeah. Did, did, did he start in the old um, hot lead linotype day, or...? Yeah, um, okay. he poured the lead. He always had like all these little scars on his arms from um, from like where the hot lead would like kind of bounce out and hit him on the arms. Oh, wow. So, yeah. so, so with your family, then you span the tr- the tr- transition from the the hot type days to um, the cold composition, the paste up days, and now you can go direct from the computer direct to the to the printing plate, almost direct to the press. Right. I figure that'll be the next thing. Family spans. That's a that's a that's quite a legacy there, Carol. I didn't know that. Yeah, it really is. That's why, like, so like technically, I was there for thirty two years, but I really feel like I was there your whole life. Yes, I almost said how old I was. We don't want to go there. Thirty three, then. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. What was the 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 family feeling like? Because I know any local newspaper, and I've I've worked for a couple of of local newspapers. Any of them, you are equally beloved and despised in equal measure. If you put in the paper something that somebody likes, then they love you for to, just to pieces. But if you put something in there that they don't like, then your name is mud for a little while. What, what is that about local newspapers that I don't think the New York Times or the Washington Post or whatever gets? I think it's that, like you said, that love-hate relationship. Yeah. Um, fortunately, most of what I did was more like positive mm-hmm. things, like feature stories or whatever. But for five years when I started, I did cover the council meetings and school board meetings yeah. and all that. And I would get not a whole lot, fortunately, but you know, there would be times, you know, the day that after a meeting or something, and the article was in the paper, that I'd get an irate phone call. Sure. The one that I one that I will never forget. This person called up and said, "I can't believe it. You gave this side three more words than you gave my side." <laughs> oh my I'm goodness! Like, really? <laughs> like you know, I wanted to say, "Well, don't you have a life that all you do is sit there and count words?" <laughs> and I mean, I was kind of you know more or less like just a cub reporter at the time. I didn't even know who was on what side anyway. Just this one person spoke more than the other person. You know, but, yeah. Kind of funny, you know, in a way, looking back on it. Yeah. It wasn't know, funny at the time, though. Exactly, yeah. Some of the things that people would just, like, really pick on. Or and I can remember uh, sometimes people, like, politicians would call in the next day and say, well, that's not what I said. And I'm like, that's what you said. He's like, but that's not what I meant to say. <laughs> well, okay, then say what you mean. <laughs> you know, like, I can't read your mind, you know. And, 
Yeah, it's it's interesting how people say things at these meetings, and then all of a sudden, when they see it in print, they realize, oh, I look kind of stupid here. Okay, and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, fortunately though for me, most of the most of the feedback I got, especially like in the latter years, um, was much more positive because people were so appreciative that we would do a story on something that they had done or were doing or had accomplished or something like that. So that's always a good feeling. Terry, um, you worked there a little bit less uh, long than, than Carol, but did, what kind of feedback did you get from people when you told them you were working for the Daily News now? Um, they were excited. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's a local paper. Yeah. I think I've grown up probably reading it since I was able to read. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really good for me being close to the area, and they were excited. They were like, um, my sister-in-law was laughing whenever I said that I was working there. She's like, oh, you need to stay there forever because it's convenient. Yeah. Been there for a long time. Who would have ever thought that it wouldn't be here? Um, I would have never guessed that it was going to close. And One of the things that, you know, in addition to seeing that the TV reports that were kind of implying that the paper only covered McKeesport, not that there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, sort of ignoring the fact that it was also the paper for Elizabeth Township, Forward Township, West Mifflin, Liberty, Lincoln, Glassport, Portview, um, Munhall, Homestead, all these different communities all the way out to Jefferson Hills and, and, and West Newton and Soutersville sometimes. Um, in addition to, to that kind of bothering me, one of the things that bothered me was people said, well, well, people must not have been reading the paper anymore. And that clearly was not the case because it was still selling 9,000 copies. And I have to think thousands more people reading on the Internet. Is that accurate, Carol? I think a lot of times, too, people would get the paper and then maybe if their neighbor didn't get yep. it, they would take the paper when they were done with it over to their neighbor. And, so, and then when you count in the, the Internet, and that take, brings us, I guess, to the sad part, which is that a lot of people don't realize, I think, that Carol and Terry, both of you can chime in on this one because you both have some insight into this. People think that it's the 75 cents or, or dollar or dollar fifty that they pay for the newspaper that pays for the newspaper to be printed. But it really isn't. Is that correct? It's the advertising. Yeah, absolutely. If the, if there's not enough ads in the paper to cover the cost, then it's it's not going to bode very well for the future of a paper. Yeah. Um, I forget what the percentage is. Terry, you would probably know that better. Well, when I was coming up, they told us 40 to 50 percent had to be advertising. When I that was the old rule of thumb. Started, it had to be 40. It had to be 40 percent. Okay. And then in the last, like, six months or so, they changed it to 30%. And a lot of that has just, it's, it's gone away. It's gone either to television or cable TV or, in some cases, to the Internet. Craigslist and eBay and Cars.com and all these different things that have taken the advertising away from the local news. Right. Yeah, and that's sad because a lot of people still pick up the paper and they want to look in the local paper to see what local dealerships yeah. have, you know, great deals on cars or you know, what local store has hamburger on sale or yeah. something. You know, they don't necessarily want to see, you know, more national thing. They want yeah. to see the local businesses. They want to support them. And, yeah, and it wasn't happening. And it's definitely not going to be happening now. No. Carol, I'll ask you first, and this is an uncomfortable question, what, what, what is next for you once the it kind of settles in here? I know you're active in the community in a couple of different community groups, for instance. Just earlier today, I just... Uh, went over to Mills on Wheels, which is about two minutes from my house, literally. Yeah. And I'm going to volunteer with them like a couple days a week just to keep myself busy and active. Uh, but, you know, obviously the resumes are going out. Yeah. Hopefully somebody will want me. I don't know. <laughs> of course we want you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but, like, for writing and editing jobs, they're kind of few and far between. Yeah. So that's going to be a challenge. So I, I guess I'm, you know, at this point in life looking for a career change. Yeah. Career change. But if anybody listening has <laughs> jobs. Uh, <laughs> Find Carol on Facebook or, or, or LinkedIn, huh? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I, so, I mean, I'm open. I know yeah. there's something out there. You know, just because this door was kind of slammed shut, I know that there's a door already open and a desk just waiting for me someplace. Yeah. Just don't know where, but... Yeah. Terry, what about you? What's uh, next for you? No, I, honestly, I haven't ha- really had time to even comprehend everything and yeah. figure out what I want to do. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not real sure. Um, I don't know what's happening to the local news, uh, period. Uh, the radio's not covering it, and the TV stations, all they do is car crashes and fires, and, and, and the local newspapers are going away. Um, unfortunately, this, this may be a bad thing, not just for communities like McKeesport and Manesson, but uh, all over the country, it seems like. I agree. Well, I'm ending that on a terribly down note, and I apologize because it was a lovely conversation with both of you. Well, thank you. Thanks for having us. It was a lot of fun, and um, good luck to both of you, our guests this morning. We're Carol Frazier, editor and writer at the McKeesport Daily News, and Terry Pollack, who worked in the layout and classified advertising department uh, at the paper, McKeesport Daily News, and the Manesson Valley Independent closed on December 31st. Thank you both so much for for taking some time to talk with us today. You're very welcome. Thanks for having us. And thank you all for listening here this morning to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 WZUM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh, WMCK.FM, the new sound of the Mon Valley and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright 2015, Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated, WEDO Radio, 810 Incorporated, or those of AM Guys LLC, WZUM 1550. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution or find out how you can underwrite this program, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport, PA 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Thank you.